Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hey there, Megan. (laughs) And hello, September. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we're about ready to go into the fall season. Are you excited for fall? I'm actually a little bit excited for fall, except, you know, in Seattle, like we wait all year for like (laughs) summer. So even though fall's beautiful here, it's like we know then what what comes next, which is winter, the long winter. Right, right. Well, we're not quite there yet. No, I know. I I really shouldn't get ahead of myself. (laughs) You're buried already. Be here now. Winter. (laughs) Be here now. Be here now. Well, speaking of be here now, let's dig into the astrology for September. And I guess we should start by talking about that Mercury retrograde. So we have a Mercury retrograde starting on September 9th, and it goes into October. It will be in the sign of Libra and then going back into the sign of Virgo. So let's talk about it. We can do our usual 411 on the Mercury retrograde, which is, you know, a line uh, what, what what is it? It's regroup, reground, and realign. So the Mercury retrograde is actually this very powerful time for us to slow things down, to have a little bit different rhythm, to go more inward, and really just take our time with things and not be in a rush. Yeah, and always to remember, like the retrograde strategy is just put <laughs> re in front of any words related to Mercury, right? So like. <laughs> re-edit, rewrite, reconsider, you know, <laughs> re-design, um, right? That, you know, doing things over again because you have a different vantage point. And like the planet itself, we are traversing territory that we've recently covered. So it's mm-hmm. about going back, going back over. Always we talk about how like you know, going back over people or information sources from the past to turn to them because they may have the value, that missing piece that will bring more holistic completion and understanding to a message, a conversation, you know, something that you're designing. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, since you're bringing up the re word, it's a time to regroup in a lot of ways, don't you think? And that's where I always say, you know, just slow down and and don't be in a rush because there is opportunity here to catch things to, like you're saying, get a different perspective. Now, the Mercury retrograde in September starts in the sign of Libra. So let's bring in how that could work with the Librian energies. Of course, I'm thinking about relationships. I'm thinking about beauty, um, harmony, and then of course, fairness and the truth. So how could that work this month? Yeah, you know, going back over like perhaps the way that you speak to your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Like whether it's specific conversations or just that, you know, instinctive communication, you know, go to that you have, right? To take a look at it, to go back 
over that. You know, I think too, if you know, you're involved in creating some sort of project that's related to art, right? To take the time to like, instead of pushing forward, hmm, this has been my approach. Like, how does this appear? Is there another way to go a- about doing this? Again, bringing the intuition factor in, which is always stronger. Mm. Mercury retrograde. And to your point, I love the whole idea of the regrouping because of the pause, because of like giving yeah. yourself that permission to go slower. You know, we yeah. are so fast forward in the society and we don't like align with natural rhythms and that rhythm of just like, that siesta rhythm, like I'm going to take a little time (laughs) off, you know, and I'm going to like in that sense of just going slow, like what may pass through my, my radar that I might not have noticed in my just regular, like pushing forward, you know, pace. Yeah. And I love that you're bringing up the the idea of intuition and that a Mercury retrograde could actually be this very intuitive time because we're not just in that left brain planning out, thinking, thinking, thinking. And as we step back and feel our way, if you will, into it, it's going to bring in some different kinds of energies, maybe more inspirational, maybe more insightful. So I love that you're bringing up that the retrograde could also be a very intuitive time. The other thing that's coming to mind, especially as we're talking about relationships, is just think before you speak. You you know, you might be stimulated right now just to like let it all out, but this is a time to be mindful (laughs) around that communication. Yeah, and I think it's really important in terms of like there may be those those challenges, those outward challenges or those challenges with language, right? The, you know, sort of the language we take for granted. But if there is those challenges, like to go within, to really find another depth of level of understanding, mm-hmm. right? And a contextual, like, you know, orientation. And, and I'm thinking about this too, right? Because, you know, Mercury retrograde periods are not bad. And in fact, right, some exactly. of the most like brilliant people with language mm. were born during a Mercury retrograde. I just got turned on to, I'm a little bit late to the party, but I just <laughs> got turned on to that amazing, amazing poet, Ocean Vuong. And I got so like obsessed with reading all of his, their things. And then of course, looking at his chart and, or their chart, I don't know which pronouns he, um, they go by. And lo and behold, there's a Mercury retrograde that he has. How interesting. In the natal chart. In the natal chart. Yeah. And here's someone who like, you know, obviously had this challenge in the beginning with English and his family, you know, was illiterate and doesn't speak, you know, doesn't speak English. he's from Vietnam, right? Right, Because he's from Vietnam, Mm -hmm. but had to struggle. And in that inward Mm -hmm. struggle, it's like a master of the subtleties of language. And so again, I just think that one, Mercury retrograde is not bad. It's really powerful. And if you find outward challenges during the time, go within and see what territory you can really mine because you may find yourself with a greater level of subtlety of power with language. Oh gosh, I love that. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, that's so great. Kind of this opportunity to refine. Yes, exactly. Refine. I love that. Wonderful example. Okay. I'm going to tear out my chart and see if I've got Mercury retrograde. (laughs) I I know I don't, but that's a very interesting astro fun fact, right? Okay. Let's move along here and talk about the Pisces full moon. Now that's going to be happening on September 10th. And what's interesting is just right the day after, you know, the Mercury station. So 
I love a Pisces moon. I mean, I natally, here we are talking natally. I have my moon in Pisces and the energies of Pisces are just so sweet and romantic and, and, you know, luminesced. And it's just this wonderful energy about being able to look at the world through those rose colored glasses that Pisces so loves and to really, you know, tap into more of your creativity and more of maybe your soulful spiritual energies. So what are you, what are you thinking for the Pisces full moon? Yeah, I'm with you. I love a <laughs> Pisces moon. Um, so, you know, Pisces full moons oftentimes feel like a beautiful opportunity for holistic healing because here we have the sun in Virgo, which is very much about the peace parts and the interconnectedness, right? And the like the elbows connected to the wrist bone <laughs> and all of that, right? And like looking at health from that really discreet but interconnected um perspective. And then we have Pisces, right? Which is about like healing on this high, high level, real yeah. soulfulness. So that feels like whether it's like, you know, bringing in meditation or visualization or some sort of soulful practice to your healing, you know, and I also think too, or your, or the healing energy that you put out. But of course, like what we always have to watch for in a Pisces full moon is, um, you know, both Pisces and Virgo are very into the ideal or the perfect, mm -hmm. right? That striving, that yes. alignment with that, which then can lead to disappointment, disillusionment, criticality. Mm -hmm. So just being careful of our tendencies to like, of course, want things to be in that way that we could mm -hmm. marvel at them in that incredible way, but also to have a bit of like, realism of, of what mm -hmm. actually we, you know, we or the world or other people truly have the capacity for in this time and space that we live in. Or in other words, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know, I'll just, that's, I'm glad you're bringing that up because I will say this with a, a girl with a Pisces moon is that is the shadow side. It's sometimes being that martyr or the victim of it's not what I thought and all of that. So that's definitely something to look out for on that Pisces full moon. And also maybe a time to write some poetry. Here we are talking about your your favorite poet or your new poet crush. And such a poet a, crush. <laughs> you have such a poet crush. I love it. Um, so maybe we write our own poetry. Actually, that. that's amazing if you think about, right, like Mercury so strong. Right. And it's that Mercury stationing in Libra, like right before with that Pisces full moon, I think we should have like a poetry a thon. Slow, a slowly <laughs> tending poetry a thon. Okay, let's do it. I love that. All right. Okay, so now we're going to jump ahead a little bit more to mid to end of month because we have a lot happening. It's starting around September 22nd, 23rd. This is when we have the equinox, the fall equinox up in our the uh, upper hemisphere. And it starts on September 22nd, late in the day, going into the 23rd of year for our East Coast friends. Now, what's interesting about this is the sun is conjunct Mercury on the 23rd, and it's at zero degrees Libra, which is the cardinal axis. Now, Stephanie, I want, I've kind of like preluded it here. So tell us about zero degrees Libra and the cardinal axis. Yeah. So um, all of those cross points, right? Like both equinoxes, right? That happen either at zero degrees Aries, right? Spring in the Northern hemisphere, fall in the Southern hemisphere, 
or this one, which is the fall equinox, the vernal equinox, and the solstices, the winter and the summer solstices, when the sun is either at zero Capricorn, zero Cancer, this is the cardinal axis. And it's thought that any time a planet connects to the cardinal axis, it's like connecting into this matrix related to like the world and the world stage. Mm. It's like the personal is political, the personal is public, right? And so oftentimes we see when planets are at the cardinal axis that, you know, we may find some sort of you know, start this cardinal energy, right? This starting energy, but big, big shifts we may notice that are not just like, oh, about us, but about something larger, right? So I think that's why also too, those cross points for the equinoxes and the solstices are so rooted, like in sort of the weave of us as a collective. Yeah. And do you, before I go into with the Mercury piece, do you want to say anything about the like fall equinox? Like what that inspired, what often that inspires? Well, I think it's really groovy that it's, you know, around this cardinal axis. And, you know, for people out there that are new to astrology, the cardinal signs, you know, have to do, cardinal is very forward moving and it's kind of fiery and it's, it's active, right? And so that brings that activation. And one of the things we talked about with this is about, it's really, like you're saying, it ties into the world stage and kind of may illuminate some of the collective evolution of where we're going. So, you know, for me, I love fall. I'm a Libra. That's my favorite time of year. And so, you know, the equinox is always this lovely time. And of course, we're going more from dark, excuse me, from light to dark. This is why you're already getting ready for winter. Um, we start to feel those energies. I feel like we should get you a little scarf and some, <laughs> some mittens here, Stephanie. But I love that because this is a time where we start to go more inward and we go into that darkness, which is the deeper reaches of our psyche and soul energies. And so I find it this really yummy internal time. And so I really enjoy that. Yeah. And it's amazing too. I think especially like in the this vernal fall equinox where, um, you know, it's sort of that meeting point. It's that turn to the back to the dark. Like it's not the extreme, mm-hmm. like the solstice. So it is that balance. And here's Libra, right? Just, which is yes, all about yes. the balance. Yes. But, and to what you referred to before, you know, what's so interesting is that the meetup of the sun and Mercury this time around happens, you know, on the 23rd and it is at zero degrees Libra. And so here we also have Mercury at this cardinal axis, it you know we, it can't but sort of inspire like there's some big news, right? There's some big news that comes forth related to those Libra things, you, Libra themes you mentioned before: justice and fairness and beauty and art and relationship. Like what news will be begotten? Like you know what will come around that we will learn about or find ourselves wanting to know more about with that Sun Mercury conjunction on the 23rd. Like it just feels like not like the biggest of world news, but something, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and the other thing is, is it's not only that, but we have a very special aspect (laughs) that we want to talk about that happens because, um, okay. So the aspect is called Kazimi. (laughs) <laughs> Kazimi, Kazami, Kazimi, Kazami. And this is an aspect, and I'm going to have you explain it because you're so good at explaining these things. So this is, talk to us about a Mercury Kazimi. So 
any time a planet is in a conjunction with the sun. And it's like literally like the exact conjunction or something or about like 17 minutes on either side, just for those who don't know, like in a degree, and I don't want to get too technical, but there's 60 minutes in a degree, you know, and so 17 minutes of of distance is very close. Mm -hmm. So when a planet is within very close to the sun, it's called Kazemi. And it is thought when it's so close that it is strengthened, it is bolstered, it is protected. So here we, and so this is both to this Sun-Mercury conjunction or any time a planet is so utterly close to the sun, it is really heightened and elevated. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Well, and you also, one of the things we talk about too is it's kind of protected. Right. It's like it's like that energy is heightened, but it's also protected as well. Now, an, another interesting astrology natal chart fun fact. This also applies to like your natal chart as well. If you've got a planet conjunct the sun at that very, very close degree within 17 minutes, then you've got a Kazemi in your chart, which actually elevates that planet into a bigger expression. Exactly, exactly. So what I actually wanted to do is, um, and I'm being very Virgoan, like I want to actually look up um, what time is the exact conjunction, because it's not just that very day, but Mm. see that exact conjunction, you know, I'll have to find it later because it's not coming up very easily, but I think that would be interesting, right? Like, because that's that moment. So like on that day, what do you want to, and even though it's Mercury retrograde, right? It might be like Mm. insights from the past or from a different, it's still really powerful. What do you want to give voice to related Mm. to again, relationships, fairness, justice, beauty, Mm -hmm. pleasure, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah, no, I think that's very, very exciting. So that's going to be a big moment. And like you said, there could be big news out there. There could be not only big news, but maybe as we tie in the Mercury retrograde, it's going to give us a a different way of understanding whatever or a different perspective on whatever that big news is out in the world. And it can be big news out in the world. It could be big news in your life. Exactly. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes. Okay, so we will move on from the Kazemi. I, I want to say that a lot. I just love that word, Kazemi. And let's talk a little bit. Here we are in Libra land. Let's talk about the Libra new moon because a couple of days later, on September 25th, we have the Libra new moon. And what's interesting about this is it's actually opposite Jupiter in Aries. So this is interesting. So we've got that new moon, you know, wanting to express itself in this very Libyan way. And of course, new moon, new beginnings, fresh starts, activating energy. And then here we have that big old orb Jupiter (laughs) that expands everything and intensifies and heightens everything it touches opposite it, opposite it in the sign of Aries. What do you think that's going to be like? Right. I mean, it's so big, right? It's really big, you know, because we have, again, that like pull to expand, that pull to grow, that pull for something to be more than it appears initially, right? So it is that like, you know, where do you want to like see a, a farther 
dis, you know, see farther distance? What do you want to grow into? Mm. You know, but I do think, and you know, new moon, new beginnings. Like, so what is it that you're going to seed? What is it that you want to commit to like, you know, growing over that, this, that month after the new moon. But of course, anytime that there's Jupiter, especially in opposition, it's also making sure that like, you don't push so much beyond your limits mm. for growth that is unrealistic or, you know, you don't have the resources for, and it was just like a great idea, but like, it's not able to be actually like, um, operational, if you will. So to be careful of like, oh, wow, you know, if someone's like, you know, you may be like, wow, I have this bridge I want to sell you. Do you know what I mean? Like that's very Jupiter. <laughs> It's bridge, I want to say. You know, it's that, it's that got, thing. That swampland down <laughs> here. <laughs> and it, it's very cheap. Yes, and as you're talking about it, I think about, you know, that Libra Aries. And it could be a time where there's a little bit of a power struggle or a dance between my needs and your needs. And, you know, with the Libra, like, how do we find that balance point and the famous Libra compromise and Libra's the diplomat and Libra knows how to get there. So I think it's looking at, when when are we being too big, right? Especially in regards to our relationships with others and just to be really mindful about that. I agree. I mean, I can imagine like some people may experience too that sense of like, you know, how else can this relationship be better and bigger? Yeah. You know, that sort of, and maybe it comes like in this like great, like, hey, how can we expand the capacity of a relationship? Or it could be like, I really wish my relationship had more capacity and it doesn't, right? And that sort of sense of like disillusionment, mm. you know, but then it may also be like, I really want to push and make this relationship be able to like take up more space or give me more. But again, is that realistic, right? right. And so just, just to like, it doesn't mean to, to stay in stasis. It doesn't mean to like, just like keep things as they are. There is this sense of like a pushing outward. But again, it's just about like, what's realistic, what's possible, you know, what's probable and what are your What's limits? sustainable? What's sustainable? What's sustainable? And, you know, the more we talk about September this month, the more I'm just really getting the feeling it's going to be maybe a little bit push-pull, mm -hmm. you know, let's go mm -hmm. forward. Wait a minute. Are you going the right direction? No, let's expand. Wait a minute. Is it in balance? So I think balance, well, of course, Libra is coming up this month. So I think it's going to be a month of looking for that balance and not going to extremes and maybe finding that middle way, that middle path. Yeah, that's great. And also too, right? Like have that like, okay, what else? Like be in what else, but not mm -hmm. just what else in your mind as an idea. Like how if, okay, if I'm like, okay, what else in that, what resources do I need to like try to put that into motion as opposed right. to just leaving it in like the idea land in idea right. land. Idea land. I like that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about after this time, because the month ends starting like on September 26th, the day after the new moon, on kind of a more harmonious, nice note. Not that any of this isn't nice, but <laughs> it's very Libra. Like it's really Libra. Nice. We, want it, more, we want it more nice. <laughs> um, let's talk about, cause we've got some nice trines happening. Like for example, on the 26th, we have a Venus Pluto trine. And anytime you've got Pluto in the mix, it definitely forces us to dig a little bit deeper, but with that trine there, it could really, especially with Venus, it could really hopefully bring up something that you really, you may have to dig, but that you really want to embrace. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because it's Venus, because Venus is the planet related to Libra. Right, you know, right. Also, we have our friend Mercury back pl in play because in addition right. to the Venus-Pluto trine, it's, we have Mercury coming to Venus. They are a conjunction. And so our words may align with our values, right? Mercury-Venus. Our ideas, our desire for communication may be really amplified related to like declaring beauty or making mm. beauty. Mm. And then both of those, to your point, right, with the trine to Pluto is, let's go deeper. What else is there? And so it's interesting. It goes, you know, going, I didn't think about this before, but going back to what we were talking about with that new moon opposite Jupiter, like, okay, like, what else? And how do we make this relationship bigger? For example, it's like, then you have this this energy the next over the next couple of days and it's like okay let's dig into that like what else can i source you know to be able to make that growth possible yeah because i think sometimes with pluto the the growth often comes through crisis or a challenge or death and rebirth transformation i know i'm sounding weary here but i do have a <laughs> pluto square my sun right now in libra natally so as we're talking about this i'm like yes i am familiar with pluto but because this is a trine it's a reminder that we can transform um without crisis you know that if we grab a hold of that opportunity and dig in and find those treasures we can do it without having it be the end of the world, so to speak. And I, I think there's that opportunity for transformation without the crisis there. I love that. And I think too, right? Like just knowing that being like, okay, this is a time where I, there's transformation possible or where there's dig and digging mm -hmm. is, the you know, part of the map to that transformation, that orientation may sort of stave off the possible crisis because we're being proactive. We're saying, what else? What more? What's behind this? What's underneath this? What else do I want? How do I find the resources or even maybe the hidden resources, Pluto yeah, and Capricorn, right. to make that happen? So, yeah. That's great. I think that's a wonderful way of looking at, and especially everything that's been going on this month. I think that's going to be kind of a nice way to wrap things up. And just so you know, out there, Mercury will go direct next month in October on the 2nd. Yes, October 2nd. Okay. So... Steph, are you ready for <laughs> what we're going to do? It's tarot card time, and we are going to do the tarot card for, you might be hearing me shuffling, for September. And once again, instead of having a card in mind, we are going to pull a card at random. My favorite. we love doing that. That's Stephanie's favorite. So what I'm going to do is I am going to shuffle, and then I want you, Stephanie, to tell me when to stop shuffling, and then I will, I will pick that card that is on the top of the deck. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> keep going, Megan. Keep going. Yeah, no, not yet. Keep going on the red. One more. One more. One more. Ah, uh, go. Okay. <laughs> or stop. Whatever the, the keyword stop. is. Here. <laughs> okay, you ready? Dun dun dun. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the card that we chose is the three of wands and wands are fire in the tarot and threes are numbers of, this is a card of really standing very 
tall and very strong in your creations. This is a card where you have opportunity, but it's also a card where you're making choices and you're being discerning and you're harnessing that energy. How Mercury retrograde. Now this card is ruled by Aries. So it does have that Aries fiery impact, just like Jupiter. But here, you know, we're really coming into our power and part of our power is knowing when to act and when not to act and not to just make change to make change. So Stephanie's like giving me a thumbs up because (laughs) this is so perfect for the month. So it's really about really mastering energy. You know, it's like knowing like, gosh, if I'm really strategic about how I use my energy and not just randomly act like you were talking about because I've got something to say or I have an inspiration. It's harnessing that energy. I often describe this card, it's kind of like where you're turning um, iron into steel through the flame of the fire. And so that fire burns, but if we can sustain it, then when it's time to act, it's going to be like even more powerful. So that's the three of wands. Isn't that a great card for September? I love that so much, right? Especially because (laughs) all it like so much of the month is like earth or air, Mm -hmm. right? And like the sort of the water of Neptune and Pisces and like there's that Jupiter and Aries. And it's almost like, don't forget about the beauty of that Jupiter and Aries that's highlighted around the new moon and other times. So Nice. The Jupiter and Aries, and also the, with the harnessing of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, to harness that. No, I think, well done, Stephanie. <laughs> Good job there. Well, oh my gosh. So that's September. And I think we should talk a little bit, just very briefly, about some of the things that we've got coming up. Remember, we always love hearing from you. Go to sodivine.us, reach out to us. Um, and all of that. And also for me, what I've got coming up in September, I'm really excited about this class I'm doing. It's called Soul Collaging, Create Your Own Tarot Card. Now it is in Seattle for for our Seattle friends. It's at the Shelterwood Collective in Pioneer Square. And I am going to show you how to collage and the beauty of collage art. And then you're going to create your own tarot card or soul collage. So that's on the 18th. Also a shout out to my new online platform through Patreon, where I've got so much good stuff. I've got like a monthly collective trail reading. We've got Sundays with Megan and also little special gifts each month. And you can find all of that at my website, meganskinner.com. So Steph, what you got going on this month? Well, before I share that, I just want to say I'm so excited for your collage class. I mean, mean, it's just so beautiful, like your like knowingness of of collage and to be Mm. for people to be able to learn from you and then use that as a, a vehicle for creating one for themselves is amazing. Yeah, thanks. So what I have going on, I'm super excited because on October 4th, my next book comes out. Woohoo! Yes. And this one is all about the moon. It teaches you how to do something called moon mapping, which is be in alignment with the lunar cycles to both like sequence your self care and also to move monthly manifestation intentions forward. And then there's a whole section on the astrological moon to look at the moon in your chart, the sign, the house. 
and also to look at different moon moments in your life. It's called mm. the Complete Guide to Living by the Moon. And I actually just put up today, put it up today on my website. And I also created a um a bonus download for anybody that pre-orders the book from any of your favorite retailers where it discusses one flower essence for each of the eight lunar phases that aligns with each one of those. So that's new on my website. And in celebration, Megan and I are going to be doing some parties and gatherings. For those in Seattle, uh, we're having a gathering party, I should say, a book launch party on October 6th at the Cloud Room. And for those not in Seattle, or even if you can't come to the event on the 6th, on the 12th, we're going to be doing an online gathering. So information about that is on our websites. The book uh, information is on my website. So I'm, I'm so happy to have another book coming out. It's so beautiful. And the fact that it's on the moon that I love so much, like I'm just, I'm really full of joy right now. Well, congratulations. That is so exciting. And I am so excited to be a part of the parties. <laughs> Thanks for including me in the moon parties. And hopefully for <laughs> Seattle people, we'll see you at the cloud room. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful September. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. Thank you to our producers, Nick Patri and Sebastiano Tecchio. And just thank you all of you out there for listening. We hope that you have a divine September. September.